today, like there's no excuse for people to say like, oh, I didn't know that there was a different way to live or I didn't know that there was a better a better mindset or a better path. And so yeah. the whole the whole thing is about like if you don't want to be an NPC, just take on that agency. Just like start searching and start looking for and for Christians, I think this is great because then you can read scripture and you can read the saints and you can find your own like the own like the life that God wants for you through the the church fathers and the saints and the gospels and prayer, like you can be led to a better life by God. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is, is when you divorce it from God and then you just start going and you try to figure out something on your own. I don't know what that would look like, but like you said, last time someone did that, his, he was a, just a humble Austrian painter and, uh, <laughs> not he had anymore. a few wacky ideas. Yeah. He had a few wacky ideas. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that will have her home by 11. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. You were bugging the hell out of me, man. Holy cow. I was. <laughs> I need you to introduce the podcast, and then we can talk about how much you, I, I was, annoy you. I'm introducing the podcast, and I'm, I'm bugged, and I'm mad. My name's Ethan, looking, and you're and Patrick. I'm Patrick, and The Crunch is a Catholic <laughs> comedy podcast where Ethan and I have an informal conversation about a Catholic topic. We think more people should have conversations like this, and we're glad you're here. I, for one, am not glad that I'm here. Patrick's mad to be here. I'm just. I am. St- I was. I was like. I was like. Sh- I was like. I. The, the, we're trying to do the new thing. We're introduce the show <laughs> for our new listeners and be a little more accommodating. And I'm like trying to find the script that I used last week because we only did it one week ago. And it's like if we forget to do it this week, it's gonna be like, oh, they started a new thing and then stopped it again. And I'm looking, and Ethan's in the like. You think Ed Condon likes my tweets? And I'm like, Ethan, shut up! <laughs> ah, come on! You you had to find you acting like you were doing heart surgery. You were had to my, find something on your computer, big baby boy. But I was boy. like, it was it was it was buried. I couldn't didn't know oh, where it, was, it went. It was buried on my new MacBook, and I couldn't find it. It was buried on Notion. It went it went into the deleted uh, notes, and I had to like go uh, find it. And I was like, is... God, I was looking for it. That isn't. And annoying. I was like, oh, geez, but I, I added it to the template, sure. so now it's something that I can pull up a lot easier. But also, man, my my patience is like it was really thin. It was, I was so a... so thin today. I was talking to Patrick about an idea that I had for ways that we could make lots of money, which is normally his favorite topic of conversation. And he took his headphones off of his ears. <laughs> I did. I was like, I can't. I'm not going to listen to you. Well, no, because the copy the, the the copywriting clients thing is something that you and I have talked about in the past, and you yeah. back then when I said it to you were like Patrick, that's ridiculous. I think it's a better um, idea now than it was then. Yeah, I I think so too. Although it's it's become it's become enough of a of an industry that the people who are the target for that service are like mm-hmm. so annoyed by how many people cold email them. That's true. So we would have to it's, figure out a yeah. different way to reach a potential audience of customers, mm-hmm. like maybe a comedy podcast that's been running for seven years. Yeah, does any do any of you guys want uh, copywriting for your emails? If you do, let us know. We can help with all of your marketing. We have to learn how to needs. actually... No, 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 no. We know how to do it really well, and you should pay us money. No. We don't know how to do it really well. We haven't my, done it for ourselves My yet. Venmo is Ethan-Stevie, and you can send as much money for a retainer as you want it, right our, now. Our, our foray into digital products is going well, yeah. though. 
we've started to make traction with our toolkit. Yeah. It's we're starting to replicate the success that we saw when we launched it, have a little bit yeah. of a yeah. of a steady flow. Yes. We're getting told that we're grifters and evil on the Ooh, internet. Who's saying which, this? Yeah. People that are not Catholic, thankfully. Good. So yes. we're not getting the reputation among oh, Catholics as grifters. I think I think we already have a reputation among Catholics. And that doesn't bother me at all. Not not Catholics that matter, though. It's the <laughs> ones that what? Oh, sorry, was that mean? <laughs> no, the people the, the people We're that like... the people that are annoying that mm-hmm. everyone finds annoying hates yeah. us, and that's a great place to be. It's like with the Eucharistic yeah. revival. The annoying people hate the Eucharistic revival. So mm-hmm. now the normal people are like, I don't want to be annoying. I love the Eucharistic revival. It's like great. That's the best thing that possibly could have happened. Because if the annoying people were like super pro Eucharistic revival, the norm the normies would be like, oh no, oh, no, I don't want to be cringe, you know? Yeah, that's true. I I do think that all people matter. I will say that in like the eternal sense. Mm-hmm. So it'll be funny one day when we're in heaven with the people who don't matter, and you got to be like, sorry, <laughs> sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm not. I, I do stand by what I said. I don't think they matter in the temporal sense, but I am sorry that I kind of meant it in the eternal sense too. Because I'm fallen and I do hate my mm. enemies and I'm not supposed to do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I annoyed you with my friendship and my acquaintanceship <laughs> and like my desire to How do you things with you. How dare you quote the office at me? Is that an office quote? That's an Andy Bernard quote that you just Dude. accidentally said. Sorry, I annoyed you with my friendship. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> I don't watch slop on TV. Whoa, whoa. I watch highbrow shows. Like Like Succession. I do like Succession. And Monkey Mondays. (laughs) Monkey Mondays, which is a little show just for me where I look up videos of Gibbons. uh, Leo loves the monkeys at the zoo. He knows how to say what monkeys say. I go, what does a monkey say? He goes, ooh, ah. And I'm like, yep, that is what a monkey says. He's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive guy. You can't uh, say Bibbit, though. We had a, uh, what are we at? Peter's 15-month checkup today. Huge. His head is, it went up. He's in the second percentile for head instead of the first. So he's no longer in the smallest category of head on the planet. Nice. He's in the second smallest category of head, which is pretty, uh, it's it's hard to look at your son and be like, you got a small dome and it's my fault. You know, <laughs> sorry, you have, man. A, you have a little noggin and there's nothing that I can do to help. There's I not can't, enough protecting your brain. There's no hole to stick a bike pump into to kind of give it some more volume to, to, to juice it a little bit. <laughs> I wish I could juice you my son, but I can't. Phoebe, Phoebe does not like when we, we juice talk our about- children. Oh, we talk about how big Leo's head is. Why? Because his head is proportionate to his body. He's just mm. a large kid. No, it's not. I've seen it. It's his head isn't proportional to no, his body. No kid under the age of like five has a head that's proportional to the size of their body. Sure. For a toddler, sure. his head is proportional. His head is the yeah. right. So like, like he has a big head, but he also yeah. has a big body. But mm. Phoebe doesn't like the doesn't like us saying that his head is big because when she was trying to deliver him, the nurse was like, wow, that's a really big head, that's which crazy. is not helpful to say. It's a crazy when... thing to say. <laughs> that's a big head. Hey, this but is going to hurt a lot. the first thing that I thought when I saw him was, wow, he's got a really big head. <laughs> Dang. 
that's possibly because I've been influenced. That's but the anyway, first when we thing that you doctor, thought when you saw your firstborn child. Man, real big head on that thing, one. The first thing I thought was, wow, this is so beautiful. It's a miracle of life. Like, I'm a father. My life has changed. Big skull. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's a pretty big head. <laughs> but we, we took it to the doctor, and he was, like, in the 95th percentile for head. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, that's that's right. Oh, oh what a, Who what a serious. Th- you couldn't tell by looking at him. He was, like, looking at me, and I was like, I didn't say <laughs> I just... it. The percentile said it. All it's right? the math, honey. It's the math. You can't be mad can't at me. can't argue with the math. <laughs> And then we see we see pictures of like my my t- my petite wife holding our baby, and he's just this monster baby. Mm. He's just such a big guy. You've yeah. seen him. I have. I've been around him. We go on fishing trips. <laughs> it's a problem because he likes pushing his friends. Mm. They push him, and he thinks it's hilarious. He yeah. pushes them, and they're like, "What the heck?" Well, he's he's built like a truck. Yeah, and they're and they're so built more like it. a razor scooter. You know, <laughs> yeah. And did your truck? Get, did your razor yeah. scooter ever get run over by your dad's truck? Um, no, I did. I did get hurt a lot on the razor scooter because you hit like one rock and you're you're over the handlebars. You're, you're flying. Yeah. yeah. If your knees are locked, forget about it. We had this little plastic ramp that the incline was maybe ten degrees, and I would try to jump off of it. And I tried once, and I got hurt, and I was like, I don't know why we got this ramp. This is a stupid ramp. I just, <laughs> I quit. <laughs> like, I, couldn't I don't do know why anymore. we got this. Yeah. I don't even like this anyway. I don't even know what I we got. Even, I was always, I always had this dream of being an extreme teen. Do you I know what I mean? Talked about, I think we've talked about your desire to be an X game style Razor Scooter acrobat no i, I think mean, we've talked about this before but i but i it was more than that like i wanted to do skateboarding and i wanted to do oh, okay. biking and i wanted to yeah. do scootering like i wanted to be able to go in the air but i was nowhere near the only ramps we had were the curbs up onto the driveways and yeah. there's only so much height you can get off of a curb you really and, can't get much and i was scared it. to go to the skate park because i didn't know what weed was and I was scared to ride my bike outside of the cul-de-sac because there could have been strangers out there. You there know? almost certainly were. And I was 14 and I weighed 16 pounds. That's and fair. so it was, it was a frightening time. But I wanted to be, I wanted to do flips and tricks. Yeah. And I've never been able, and now my timer's going off in my backpack, letting me know that my time's up. And that's it for me, everybody. Good night. <laughs> I'm gonna go turn my time. I don't know if you you've you've met you've met my dad you've met my father. Your dad? Yeah, you've met my dad. Yeah. My my dad. I don't know if you know this about him, but he is or was he's old now, but he was an incredibly accomplished skateboarder. No. Yes. Vert my dad. What? Vert. Or street. I don't know what either of those means. Vert means he, he was on the ramps. Like the oh. he dropped in and street just means he would do like rails and stairs and stuff like that. Oh, both. He did but he dropped in on the vert ramp? Probably. Like, like I don't Anthony know. Hawk? <laughs> I don't I don't know if he did all of that. This is the actually the most important thing you should know about your dad is whether or not he dropped in on a skateboard. On the well, vert. he definitely did like skate part. Does does the bowl count, or does it have to be a half pipe? This is why you look like the guy from Rocket Power, because your dad, because my father, is <laughs> T- a Uncle skate- Tito. <laughs> yes, exactly. But 
but no, like my my dad when he was a kid, he took a two by four and roller skate <laughs> blades and like made a skateboard because that's wow. what you did back then. Yeah. And then he got a real one and he was big into skateboarding. And yes. up until he was about fifty and just couldn't do it anymore, he would like go to skate parks with Nick, and he would like take Nick's skateboard and he would like go up to where all the all the all like the, the teens the kids were. He kind of like check it out he's checking out a skateboard for the first time and then he'd kind of like try it and like stumble uh-huh. and then he would just do it and then he would do he would he would make them think that he was learning to skateboard at the time and then he Whoa. would do his signature trick which is a handstand ollie wow yeah <laughs> he would he would like he would he would we would ride a skateboard on his hands and and it was Anyway, but that that's my that's my dad. He's big in skateboarding. We never that's learned how to do insane that you did, that, that no one ever no one ever told me this. That's yes. crazy. So he yeah. would go he could have done like in Drake and Josh where he like hustled them, you know? Could have hustled them. Yeah, he could have hustled the kids. Why didn't he hustle the kid? Like I bet you $10. He may have hustled a kid. He may have hustled. <laughs> Some year old guy going to the, Hey, I got this what, timer what? to keep track Wait, of Wait, let my, me see the of, timer. Here it is. Bro, I have the same timer. Never mind. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, the same timer at work. It's the yeah, got, it's the it's the co-working spaces timer that I steal every It's day. the cheaper it's the cheapest one at Target that you can get. Oh, cool. That That's that, why that I should snagged be where it. I go then. Yeah. I want to get my own. Unless you want to get one of those an egg timer. I don't like the analog timer. Which, like, uh, allegedly is what they would set outside of the coop to see how long it takes the eggs to hatch during hatching season. That's why it gets that name. Oh, I thought it was because it looks like an egg. You might be right on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what it is. Man, I'm going to call your dad and ask him to teach me how to ollie. Because I would... Teach me how to skateboard. Teach me how to skateboard. Because I would go into... I had a Darth Vader skateboard... And I would go into, I got one when I was eight. I was, I had skateboard t-shirts. I had all of this memorabilia, but I had never, I didn't know how to skate. And one so of, I'd go into the my... garage and I would try to ollie and I could never do it. And I tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. And then I saw a video of a guy who dislocated his thumb skateboarding. And I was like, <laughs> ah, I don't know if this is for me. I watched the movie Deck Dogs and they would go on Deck like an dogs. They go on an adventure, a skateboard adventure, where they're skateboarding, yeah. and one of them gets a nail through his foot. Whoa! And that that was enough for me. I wasn't gonna skateboard after seeing 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 P Dog get a get a nail through his through his foot. But I skateboarding is tough, and I think we mm-hmm. as as kids were all like, "Yeah, we want skateboarding is cool. It's the middle. It's yeah. the mid two thousands. You know, everyone's listening mm-hmm. to My Chemical Romance at the roller mm-hmm. rink." Yep. I want to skateboard. And but most of us couldn't because of the balance. And I do remember Daniel, you've met Daniel, my good friend Daniel. One yes. of one of the memories, he and I have been friends for most of our lives. So we're like two. And I have a I have a distinct memory that he probably does not remember, but it's burned into my head of him and I talking and him saying, Yeah, I'm trying to like get really into scootering. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like extreme scootering, like I think you were extreme. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I associate Daniel and Razor scooters to this very day because of one time he said he's trying to really get into scootering. I don't think anything came of it. He's more of an accomplished pianist now. Well, so I don't think he ever he, picked up his Razor. He could have broken his hand beyond repair. 
I'm glad know? he didn't get into. Yeah, exactly. He's he's a he's a very good pianist. You've you remember he played the entrance, uh, the 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 bridal procession at my wedding. No, I was drunk. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, at my at the <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> I also my signed, friend Daniel. I signed the document at the end, so one would hope that's that not I was good. not. Yeah, yeah, that's that's grounds for uh, annulment right there, baby. Just yeah, little, my... just an out, just in case. I do it for all my friends. I get drunk before. <laughs> <laughs> I get drunk before the ceremony. It's a prenup, but nobody knows about it. Oh my it. gosh. My, my <laughs> friend Daniel, who learned the bridal procession the day of so that he could play it, because he, he wasn't originally oh, playing it. I remember him the night before at the at the rehearsal, noodling around on the on the piano yeah. trying to figure out. He's how like, to play I it. learn it. I learn it at three times the speed, so I because if I can play it fast, I can play it slow. I'm like, man, that's not normal. Yeah. That's the opposite of how most people learn the right. piano. <laughs> it was so funny hearing him be like, like oh, you, you're going to play Canon and D. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? And then he was like trying to figure it out. Like he had no clue that Canon and D was the song he had to play. It was uh-huh. really funny. We it we hit a lot good. of this from you. There were a lot of things that were about to go wrong at your wedding that you don't know about. I'm gonna that's great. Right that's, that's the job of the groomsman. Yes. I've done this myself. Yeah. I... I want to talk about our topic. Oh yeah, that makes that's... sense. We're about fifteen minutes in, so yeah. End of the it's banter. Are we too formulaic? Are we sunsetting? Is it over for us? No, 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 no. For people like formulas. Okay, good. That's true. Plankton that's why had Seinfeld ran for it. nine years. You know. Yeah. So you say Plato? Is that what you said? Plankton. plankton. Oh, plankton. People love formulas. People they love do. Them. Yeah. Uh huh. They even come up with little rhymes to try and get them. Ravioli, ravioli. That's the one. I did have a pepperoni pizza for dinner, and that is the only thing that is sustaining me at this moment. So, really? I, a well, piece of pepperoni or a pepperoni pizza? A pepperoni pizza. Oh, how yeah. much of a pepperoni pizza? Half. Half of a large one? Yeah. Oh. That's the only thing that's sustaining you? That's <laughs> some water. Okay, that's good. Also, guess, the other half of the pepperoni pizza. No, I only had the one half. <laughs> I lifted today, so I've been I've been eating, and tomorrow's a fast mm. day, so I've been eating twice yes. my weight in gold. Yeah, um, so I read, I read an article today that I thought was interesting. It would be a good launching off point for us. I like reading things that are written, uh, kind of in the. I don't know. There's a lot of Substacks that I subscribe to. And I just think that they're interesting because people bring up ideas from perspectives that you don't normally see in the Catholic world and because everything in the Catholic world is, is in a year and you don't see a lot of that in the sort of uh, substack circles that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And so I read the substack about the NPC meme. Yeah. And he has a, it, the first half of it is just about the power of memes. And then the second half is about just like the philosophy of the, of the NPC and what it means. And I thought it was interesting. A uh, little for discussion. those who don't know, can you explain yeah. what an NPC right. is and what the meme okay. is? So in the seventies, there was this game called Pong, and it back and forth went the dot between the two lines, and then from there, the video games. So in video games, there's characters who are you can play them. You're like a playable character, aka a PC. And then in a role playing game. Yes. Yeah. Like if you're in a first person game or if you're in a third person game, any type of second person games we haven't come up with yet. 
But in either first-person games or third-person games, usually there's other characters in the game that give you quests or tasks or they're your teammates or whatever, and those are called NPCs, non-playable characters or non-player characters. So when someone calls someone an NPC, they're saying you have, you are not like me. Like I can move around the world and I can do things and I can say yes or say no, but you're stuck according to the code of the game. You, you only, only have three things you can say right. and do and yeah. You only have certain lines that you can say at a time. And so this guy kind of wrote about it and it, the first point that he made, which I, I thought was really interesting was the, um, this is on the, it's called the Meta Prime Project. It's on Substack. You can look it up, Meta Prime. I'll link it in the description. Um, but the first point that he made was about memes and the idea of memes generally and about how that they are. He kind of ripped from McLuhan a little bit, and I think he knew that. He kind of winked at the audience. Um, I'm going to read the exact line because I think it's really the uh, while many normies might think of memes as funny Internet oddities, memes are actually the next step in the evolution of how we convey ideas. The internet necessitates quick and clear communication, limited by the digital medium. Written language and visual imagery have always been powerful, but combined together, they are even more effective at conveying the intended message. What distinguishes the meme and takes it to the next level is the incorporation of the cultural analogy. So he's saying the medium of the meme is so powerful because it's not only visual and it's not only textual, it's also cultural. And because mm -hmm. you can communicate all three of those things at once really fast, it's actually a really, really powerful tool of conveying information, which I, yes. which is a way that the meme has been described that I've not heard before. It's like I get it well, intuitively, but I've never McLuhan, heard of this. The McLuhan term, Marshall McLuhan, mm. technocritic. Yes, uh, he he was a what was it a, a, a technological determinist, which means mm. he believes that technology determines us, as opposed to how most people think of technology, where it's. I'm going to come up with a tool and then I'm going to decide how to use it. It's you don't use the phone. The phone uses you, you know, yes. it's like the phone. We, we invent a car so we can go faster on our roads. All of a sudden, boom, there's nowhere to walk. There's nowhere to walk. You can only drive and our roads are designed for the, our entire city is designed for this car. Right. Yeah. Um, and so with McLuhan's famous term is the medium is the message. Yeah. So it's like, instead of thinking, oh, I, like a lot of people approach the gospel this way. They're mm. like, oh, we got to figure out how to preach the gospel through this new medium. It's like the message is the same, but the medium is different. Whereas McLuhan yeah. is like the, the medium is the message, the thing right. that you're conveying and the medium through the media through which you convey it are, are identical. Mm. Uh, and so it, or, or, or a better way to put it would be, the medium determines the message. And so I don't know if you've seen this when you post memes. A lot of people get indignant when you post memes like that's reductive. It lacks nuance, right? And the answer to that is exactly. Yes. It is the meme. It lacks nuance. Yeah. It is meant to communicate a very simple and quick point. It's reductive by design. You yeah, absolutely That is rube. the point. That is the yes. point. And have you considered that I'm reducing the the point of my opponent because I don't respect them? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the That's um, funny. this is I think this is why memes are so are so uh They're good. I, I made the joke earlier before before we uh before we started, but 
you know, like if, if I, if I took it, combining it with imagery would probably be a better way to do it. But mm. the, um, the, the post that I made about Latin and the church not translating the Bible in Latin and people having a response to that, that's based mostly on, on a, an understanding of history. that's extremely elementary that you would learn in Western Civ in sixth grade and then move on. Yes. Um, yes. And so the joke that I made about like in between eating paste, how come the church doesn't just buy more Bibles? <laughs> if I had like, that's a, that's a cultural thing, right? There's a cultural, you know, uh, a cultural jig or a cultural stereotype of a, mm-hmm. a, 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 a slow child, not necessarily mm-hmm. mentally challenged, but like but just a dumb kids that aren't doing kid. much more in yeah. school other than trying to eat Eating whatever paste. they can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I think, I think that memes, the NPC meme is powerful mm-hmm. in that same way yes. of accusing someone of not having an original thought yes it's a cultural reference that we have that's like oh this this kind of thing this non-playable character in a video game cannot have original thoughts it's as if you are like that i like Mm -hmm. and this is kind of what he leads to is he said the other cornerstone of the great meme and the memes that are truly that go viral is that they have to be true in some sense like there has Mm -hmm. to be some element of truth or else and he said this is why most of the time memes on the left aren't funny because (laughs) they're rooted in untruth. Not to say that everything the left believes isn't true, but a lot of times when people on the left try to make a meme about something, it's a wall of text. It's like, yeah, it's like laughably, it's a laughable misuse of the medium because it's like Mm -hmm. they either miss, they misunderstand one of the four components. Like they misunderstand the, how to use the text. They make it way too long. Like you said, they use the image wrong. So like the cultural and the visual elements are off because they're not using it properly. And then, mm-hmm. or there's no truth. It's rooted in something that's not true. And so it's, uh, people will maybe agree with it, but it won't spread in the way that maybe they would hope that it would spread. Sure. I think Catholic institutions or I guess older institutions, people who are not mm-hmm. in on the joke do tend to do this wrong as well. They yes. misuse. It's like that the cultural, the cultural analogy isn't there. Like they don't understand why you have to understand why something is a meme in order to be able to use it. Like you can't, it's the, it's the Hillary Clinton dabbing the Pokemon go to the polls thing. Yeah. You know, yes. it's, you're not, this is not you. This is not for you. This is for us. <laughs> that you is know? actually Pokemon go to the polls is actually the perfect example And the fact that that phrase in and of itself became a meme and her saying it earnestly did not tells you everything you need to know about the whole concept, which is really funny Yeah. because she so grossly uses it out of its cultural context, rips it, strips it of everything that makes it what it was that summer. Mm -hmm. And because she could have done something, infinite resources. She had a direct hose to George Soros's butt. I mean, bank account. And I don't know where George Soros keeps his money, um, but she could have done anything. She could have she could have made her own Pokemon Go app, and and done something where it's like you come out and you find and she would have been in a field somewhere, you know, like she could have done something really clever that would have been like. But instead, she just said, "I don't know if you've heard about Pokemon Go." <laughs> 
one of the so, worst things I've ever seen. It's so bad, which is why it's so funny. It's because she missed. So, anyway. And then she wrote a whole book about how she lost because of racism. Lady, you lost. Yes, you lost because right of that. That was you, what happened. <laughs> yes. So, and then the... Uh, so we told you kind of about the NPC thing, and we can get more into that, but he, he pulls in Nietzsche, which I don't know if you've read any of that. I don't know if you've heard but of this he, guy. I don't know if you've heard of this guy, but he draws the distinction between the herd and the great man, which is apparently something that Nietzsche talks about. Oh, yes, the Ubermensch. Although the Ubermensch, this, concept yes. did, this concept did kind of indirectly cause the Holocaust. So. Oh, well, we should probably be careful about that. Tread lightly here. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's just more bringing about that there are these in his philosophy there's these two different types of people one type of person has agency the other type of person uh does not but it's more connected to like god and nature so like the great man is pursuing following his own morality and pursues a higher calling and the herd kind of has its own opinions and they stick to their 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 weak resentful of society um and the, their sense of power is very superficial. Like they don't really, yeah, have, that's like why the Ubermensch is so powerful in Nietzsche's philosophy is because he understands power, how to wield it, how to get it. And the people in the herd don't think about power that way. They think of it as something that they is always kind of out of reach, something that they don't have access to. And so they all just kind of stay like this. And so that's, he draws that distinction. I don't know if it's Christian, which is well, kind of the- explicit. It's explicitly not. Uh, yeah, but, exactly. But I, I I think that there are there are there are truths in there. Yes, this is why it's so interesting. Are helpful yeah. because he does. I mean, he is kind of taking a pot shot at Christianity, the concept of like being in the flock, right? Mm-hmm. But there is a right and a wrong way to be part of Christ's flock. You know. Yes, this is, and I think that right. my 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 friend uh, my friend has this he said something on he said something a while back about how it's important for christians to understand what nietzsche meant by slave morality he un nietzsche unjustly accuses every christian of having this kind of slave morality right but a lot of christians do take it on and that slave morality is by the very nature of you being above like that's wrong and you have to be brought down and it's actually virtuous to be uh, to be destitute, like destitution in and of itself is virtuous, but that is incorrect. Poverty is not in and of itself a good thing. Poverty is only a good thing in Christ, right? It's like yeah. wealth is not in and of itself a good thing. Wealth is only good in so far as it's used for the glory of God. And so, yeah, it's in in terms of I I think the the, the common current now. Mm. It's the bucket of crabs. You've heard this before, right? When when one gets up, they all pull them down because they're oh, all yeah. trying to get out individually. And right. so they there's kind of this group think of if yeah. someone is ascending, they mm-hmm. must have been they must have done something evil or wrong. So yeah. they must be pulled down now. It's weird because there's there are some elements of especially now where like the bar for greatness is so low, you know, like most people it feels like are so content to just kind of live out their lives doing whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like we've kind of reached a point in society where you can coast. 
which has just not been the case for a long time. Um, and so there is something naturally, I think especially because we're American, that makes us look at the great man or the ubermensch be like, oh, yeah, that's the right way to go. Like, mm-hmm. I can see, I can just kind of take that and then take out the bad parts about, like, you know, wielding power over people however I want and insert the good parts about Christianity and then, like, I'm just good to go. And I don't think that that's necessarily the case. Like, I don't think the solution. No, you're the easiest. We're the you're the easiest person to trick, and so don't try to exactly fool right. yourself of your pure motives. That's what I've learned. <laughs> I don't think that the response to the the NPC meme or the NPC problem of yeah. a large portion of the population believing just what they're told is is the right thing. And he kind of goes on to talk about like we were talking about the code in the video game and the NPCs actions in video games are determined by a a preset lines of code, what they can say, what they can't say, where they can go, where they can't go, different boundaries on the different maps. Um, And you can update the code. You can download it. You can get a DLC that might give you some new, new places to go. Um, But it's very few and far in between. So the kind of the example here is um, most people, kind of are stuck being told where they can go, where they can't go, what they can say, what they can't say. And not because there's like this one organization that's just like, I'm not, this is not a conspiracy podcast, you know, about who someone's controlling yes. the, this, that, and yeah, give it another week. But it's more so there's a collection of ideas that are floating around in media, in, uh, in the culture, in mm. advertising that, filters down into this acceptable set of ideas to maintain some type of stability within the herd as he calls it so you can kind of live there but the but the whole point is that ideas or like a way of living or a frame of living are like tools and i thought this was a really good example you use the best tools that are available to you so if you have the opportunity to discover new ideas and get better frameworks for living life and then you don't live according to those ideas. You don't live according to those frameworks. Then you are then you are one of the the NPCs basically. Like you have the option mm-hmm. to to go and find better ideas, but you're choosing to not to. And in today, like there's no excuse for people to say like, oh, I didn't know that there was a different way to live, or I didn't know that there was a better a better mindset or a better path. And so yeah. the whole the whole thing is about like if you don't want to be an NPC just take on that agency, just like start searching and start looking for. And for Christians, I think this is great because then you can read scripture and you can read the saints and you can find your own, like the own, like the life that God wants for you through the, the church fathers and the saints and the gospels and prayer. Like you can be led to a better life by God. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is, is when you divorce it from God and then you just start going and you try to figure out something on your own. I don't know what that would look like, but like you said, last time someone did that, his, he was a just a humble Austrian painter, and uh, <laughs> not he anymore. Had a few wacky ideas. Yeah, he had a few wacky ideas. So, hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this.
McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. Bravo, bravo. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Brobble. Now get a Big Mac or Double Cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You look like I, you have thoughts. So these picking up tools, mm. ideas as tools. Mm-hmm. I see this, I, I do see this when... When people when people revert to the same talking points when confronted like with What do you mean? No. I feel like we always talk about the same stuff, but maybe not. No, 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 not talking about the same topics. That's fine. I mean the same things. Ugh. Like the using the same phrases. Perhaps I am only going off of my Twitter replies, which is how <laughs> I see the world yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Or our Instagram replies or any any anytime we post something polemical, sure, I can basically tell you mm-hmm. what, what someone is going say. to reply before right. they do. If I post yeah. anything about salvation, it's going to be, well, what about the, what about the thief on the cross? You know, <laughs> it's every every time, every and, and and then time. you sit, yeah. and and it's um. You know, it's it's viewing viewing gospel and, and Bible stories and, and biblical scripture verses through an extremely narrow view of, ah, yes, I have figured out what this means, and this is what it means, and that's all that it needs to mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Catholics do this too, sometimes with we we kind of get stuck in our interpretation of scripture, where it's like, ah, yes, John six is where Jesus tells everyone that mm-hmm. he is truly present in the body and blood. And that's it. So we don't really go beyond that. We found we found an answer, and we're good, right. and we're going to move on. And now, you know, it's um, even though it also happens in Luke, and it also happens in Matthew. Yeah, or it also, it also means in... other things too. Yeah, like the true. the the fun the fun thing is is that you know the way that Protestants interpret John six is not entirely wrong. Is that you know the food is also symbolic for his word and like we need to chew on his word and like consider and digest it and make it part of ourselves. See one of and- the first five podcasts that we've ever done called eat your Bible. Nice. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. From it's like that. Back. That's true. It's true that that is what John six means, but it's also true that it means that it's the true presence of the Eucharist, right? It means both of these things. Yes. And I think when it comes to not just scripture, but also politics, I've figured out the reason why abortion is wrong and that's all it's going to be. We don't we don't consider the outside perspective. We don't consider other reasons why it might be wrong that maybe challenge our beliefs, you know? Um you see this in, or we don't consider different ways that it could be wrong. For instance, mm-hmm. like uh 
we see people who refuse to believe that a woman could be culpable for the abortion that she procures. Have you seen that? Right. It's yes, like there's that, I have we, seen this. We should never, ever punish a woman for getting an abortion. I don't know. I've seen There are some people videos. out there that think that everybody who's gotten an abortion should go to jail for murder, which you can make that argument. You can uh, yeah. you can make the argument that it's a bad place to start from now, mm-hmm. but you you could make the argument further down the line that that's something that needs to start happening. You know, depending or at the on, very least, we should investigate how she was coerced and by whom. Exactly you know? right. I, I definitely think there are some fathers who need to go to jail forever for murdering their grandkids. Exactly, it's probably the case. But like someone right. is responsible, and so and so someone's you, you going see, to jail. Someone's going to jail. Someone, someone's going to the. No, no, no. no I'm just were you gonna say gulag, but, Patrick? Were you gonna say? Nope. Were you gonna say work camp? Come on, man. No, 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 no. I wasn't gonna Come say on. that. You were. No, I wasn't. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I promise. Okay. I promise. I don't believe it. Uh, I guess we, because we have preconceived notions, we're afraid to engage with alternative viewpoints because we're worried we might be wrong, and in doing so, we lose something. Mm-hmm. We lose the ability to become actually more strengthened in our beliefs mm-hmm. because now I understand why the other side believes this mm-hmm. and I understand why it's wrong. And so in that way, like I have more tools in my belt to understand like, no, I know exactly where you're coming from. I've had the same conversation. I've had the same thought myself and here's right. how that helped me. And that's yeah. a much better conversation than no, you're wrong. Cause in John six, right. He says literal, you know, it's and I think a way to maybe generalize this outside of the specific context of apologetics. I is, was trying to find a way to get outside of apologetics, but I couldn't. That's OK. I'm here for you. Thank you. Uh, one of the other things that I forgot to mention is that the herd is dictated by morality, but the great man is not. So like the reason oh, that they that they yeah. think those things is because like their morality, what they believe to be right and wrong is tied up in, for example, the John six or the abortion thing. And so that's, that's why they're kind of stuck there is that they refuse to transcend beyond morality. And Nietzsche's argument is that the great man does transcend beyond morality for the sake of power, mm-hmm. which is obviously wrong. And so is I in think, and of itself a morality, which correct. is that the highest good is power. Yes. Which so is why, himself. I think, and what I think you said is good because I think it is an example of a, it's a particular of a general, which is like the way that you can gain agency without sacrificing your morality is by gaining wisdom. Like you, like mm. wisdom is the way to get out of the herd, you know, yes. and like a truly great man is a wise man, not necessarily mm. a powerful man because a wise man knows when to exercise his power and when to not to, when to be meek, when to be angry, you know, like there's a, there's a whole, there's so much wrapped up in that. That's like why it's listed as the the first uh, gift of the Holy Spirit. It's just like this mm-hmm. this gift that from all the other gifts flow that the the gift of wisdom. And so, yeah, that's what I think. I think I yeah. think the particular that it's easier to see in is politics, yeah, more so than apologetics, because you see that. And I think maybe morality is not the right way to say it because we uh. know that every every human act of the will is a moral act. You can't really transcend it without dying. Um, so, or drinking, I guess, but you should lose your ability to will. Um, I, I think it's better because it's, there's first principles in, there's like hermeneutics, like a way to look at the world. What is the highest good? 
It's seven forty-five, Patrick. You can't say like, hermeneutics. <laughs> I want to do the. There's Danny a way. Corbin, there's man. a way of looking at. There's a way of looking at the world. Yeah. That is, that is taken as a first principle. It's taken as a given. Mm-hmm. Um, for for like conservatives, it's one thing, and for liberals, it's another. And then later, the thing that was for liberals is for conservatives because that's how it worked. Yeah. Um, it moves. It keeps moving. So like, you know, the idea that individual liberty and self-determinism is the highest good or that separation of church and state is the most important thing when it comes to religion and the state, right? Like these, these are first principles that we take for granted and we color all of our decisions based off of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the, 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 those things are like scaffolding that prevent us from having to be wise. Like no, there's no, a person cannot come up with a situation where it might actually be good for the church and the state to be united. You know, they'll look back in history and they'll be like, oh, it's obviously bad Mm -hmm. that, that the emperor bowed to the Pope. Right. Because that's, they can't, they, they don't have the prudence to see, oh, that act in this situation in this way is good. But I didn't have I've, breakfast this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that exact meme. It's like it's, they can't consider mm-hmm. outside of what they personally. I think that's a better that's a better illustration of the breakfast meme. The breakfast meme is that people above a certain IQ, people below a certain IQ, can't handle conditional hypotheticals. So the question that is asked is, how would you feel if you didn't have breakfast this morning? If you didn't eat breakfast this morning, they say, but I did have breakfast this morning. They like can't imagine what it would be like to have yeah. not eaten breakfast. So I don't know how I would feel did. because so I, I don't yeah. know how to answer the question. And it's associated with lower IQ, which some people mm-hmm. have a lot of problems with. But yes. for the purposes of this discussion, we're not going to get into those problems. <laughs> but I think it is illustrative of your point. Yeah. And I, I think I think that I think that's more true of people with, well, how would you feel if you didn't believe that abortion was wrong? Right. And they're like, but abortion is wrong. It's like, yes. 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 But, or like, how would you feel if there was a church and state that were united? You know, it's like, why? Well, or how would you feel mm. if the individual liberty wasn't the most important thing? Or this is, what if diversity isn't the most important thing? And even you know, outside those- of politics, like think about in your interpersonal relationships, like how, like, how would you feel if you were your boss and you were dealing with this situation? What, what do you think you would say? You know, mm-hmm. How do you feel if you were your wife and she was going through what she's going through? How do you think you would act? Like if you can step outside of your own experience and consider other people's experiences, other people's thoughts, even if they're thoughts that you completely disagree with, then all of a sudden you gain like a superpower because things are like, what if, for example, like a recent example in my life, right? I had a buddy of mine who was really, really intent on finding some notes on his laptop. And he was very annoyed at me, but maybe <laughs> he could have thought that what if Ethan just wanted to be his friend and make him laugh? <laughs> I love how your example is of me lacking empathy. <laughs> yeah, that is my example. No, I was saying, I was saying, like, what if, what if you are the herd? What if the herd is not the people? It's not the Volk, but it's each man is unto himself his own herd. He cannot step out of his own experience. Yeah. 
he is trapped in his own herd of ideas and he cannot escape. So sad. But this is why we need the whole, but one might say, but what am I supposed to do? How, how can I escape all of this? These preconceived notions that I have, I can, how do I not be an NPC? Wisdom is only given by the Holy (gasps) spirit. God. And what, how do you, how do you receive wisdom? Well, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, which is what the other idea that I had for a topic today, but we can't, we're at the end. We can't talk about it. (laughs) We're almost at the end. Though. Don't don't skip to another. Don't 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 don't, end. don't don't skip forward to the end of the podcast and then move on to the James Allen Forrest McCann Catamaran Plan podcast. Like I know you were all about to do. We still got yes. some stuff. We still got some bits. Probably no. Who knows? I drank olive oil today in coffee. <laughs> that was why? a story that you I never explained why. <laughs> they olive oil coffee at Starbucks. It's 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 trash. It's utter trash. Or as Leo would say, gosh. It's awful. So, so you, dude, I think you might be an NPC if you ordered this. <laughs> you went and you got the popular meme drink from Starbucks. Yeah. Come Wait, on, is it a popular man. meme drink? Yeah, a lot of it's people are, are drinking it and saying, this is disgusting. CNN, April 8th, 2023. Some customers are complaining the new olive oil infused Starbucks drink is making them run to the bathroom. Did you Yeah, have I figured to... that about... I figured that out. I oh I got I got I got, got one hit? third of the way through it. I got a small Bef- because I was like, it's five dollars. It's crazy that the oil just slides it all through you. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. espresso and olive oil. That's so. what George Soros had in 2016. He had the olive but oil. But I I was excited for else. it because olive oil is delicious. Okay. No. It is delicious. It's butter. It's good to have. It's good to have fat in your coffee. It's a. It's I agree. Good. It's a healthy fat. Olive oil and butter are probably the best two animal fats, or or, or you know fats around. Olives aren't animals, uh, but I I was not pleased with it. Apparently, apparently, olive oil infused coffee is a good thing, um, but it's not. Good you had Starbucks. it today. You can't say it, but like you have to say whether it's good or not. You know. Apparently, there's a good way to do it, but oh, Starbucks did not do it well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I think it's like it's like one of those coffee coffee connoisseur tricks. Like just drizzle a little olive oil in your coffee, your espresso, and then like mix mix it in or whatever, or like you know infuse it with the milk, steam it with the milk, and then strain infuse. it out. No, I'm not. No, I'm not gonna. It's do not that. great. I might try it again, but it's not great. That's good. They A also put oat milk. They put oat milk in it, which I shouldn't. I shouldn't no, have left don't get too. don't get the fake milk. I always have to say like, give me. Do you have heavy cream that's real cream made from real cow? Yeah. And they're like, no. And I'm like, just give it to me black then, because I don't want, I don't want any pasteurized milk. I don't want any. I don't want any oat milk. Which what is it? What is oat milk? It's pureed oats. E- exactly. Disgusting. Soy milk, absolutely not. We've no. we've we've just started getting just this great, delicious, wonderful whole milk from the general store. Mm. It costs I want you to guess how much it costs per gallon. Because it's five dollars. No. Nine? It's like eight fifty. Ah, jeez. And we've just decided that that's an expense that we're willing to pay because it tastes so good. <laughs> that's awesome. And it's why does it, it cost it, so much? 
because it's it's like look from a local farm and uh, uh, that's probably that's probably yeah. how much it actually costs you know yeah it's like this is how much it produced. actually costs to have milk yeah yeah my, my philosophy so. professor in college was talking about that he was like yeah you don't actually know how much things cost because because everything is, so is inflated and scaled yeah. and you know yeah. it's just well if you want to get inflated in your love you can listen to the dating corner which will come out on wednesday we do a, a podcast every wednesday about dating and we answer people's dating questions and you can listen to it and you can send in your questions to me the doctor and you can go to our discord bit.ly slash crunch discord you can join danny tanner you can join i'm going to say the exact number right now we have 1070 people in our discord and you can join every single one of them hanging out with me and patrick every day nine to five eastern time it's going to be great i love you it's going to be awesome you can also go to our patreon if you like what we do ten dollars a month gets you an extra episode yeah. Which is really like a dollar per episode. You get two episodes free per week, get another episode for a buck. Come on. Ten dollars a month, patreon.com slash the crunch. Where else would you rather be? Patrick, give me anything else for the people. I will probably try the olive oil coffee again. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll pray for you. Where'd he go? He's still recording. Ethan. Ethan, come back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.